go. Episode 201, baby. Coming to you live from Lena Park, Ferndale, Michigan, Paradas Corralve. All over the place. Well, two continents, but still, not too bad. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 201, the big 201 today, and we have a very special guest uh, we're going to have a little virtual reunion of sorts today. Uh, so we have a special guest coming in from the Czech Republic. We'll introduce him in a moment. Um, but this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about language learning, our time spent together in the Czech Republic, and all sorts of other fun stuff. So stay tuned if you're excited to uh, talk about some language learning, what it's like being in the Czech Republic, what it's like not being in the Czech Republic as well, I guess. And uh, it'll be a good time. But first, without further ado, my partner in crime and my good buddy, Jared. What is going on, Jared? Hello. Uh, not much is going on, Chad. It's a lovely day outside today. It's great. It's like sunny. 77 degrees. Yeah, I was going to say tank top weather. But uh, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give it 77. Um, please, uh, if you want to see some of this beautiful weather, you can follow us on Instagram, maybe? Spread a little That'd love. That'd be nice. Um, you could also, I don't know if we have, I don't know if we have any examples of it. That's why I hesitated, but that's okay. <laughs> and then also, <laughs> please, Twitter, untranslatable one, the number one, five-star reviews. Spread a little love. And then if you do uh, give us those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, we'll obviously say, Spasiba. Because we're very appreciative uh, for all these reviews that we aren't getting. That um, is right. Oh, that's all I have to say, I guess. I was well, going to go great. on more about the weather, but I guess I don't have it, to. It is absolutely gorgeous <laughs> for sure, Jared. Uh, I'd be tanked up like you are right now, but I actually have burned the crap out of my shoulders from doing yard work yesterday, so mm. uh, not tanked today. Well, why can't you wear a, you're, why can't you wear a tank? Because Just because your not shoulders are... Not trying to show off my, my lobster red shoulders right now, Jared. Oh, it's not, oh. not a good look. Not oh. a good look. But you know what is a good look, Jared? My good buddy David, who has been so kind to join us today, uh, just to give all of our listeners some context, David and I were Fulbright English teaching assistants uh, in 2018 and 2019. Uh, I was in Khomutov and he was in Hradec Králové, which is a, a beautiful city in the Czech Republic, about an hour and 20, 30 minutes from Prague, I think, by train, somewhere around there. Uh, David has spent time in St. Petersburg in Russia, uh, is a gentleman and a scholar, and we're very happy to have him on today. And how are you doing today, David? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, as you said, um, I've been on here before. I think this may be my third or fourth time. Here Number three, I think, it's yeah. It's been a while. It's been about mm -hmm. a year. So we have a lot to talk about today, and uh, get caught up on that is for sure. First of all, uh, how are things going in uh, Hradec Králové in the Czech Republic right now? Things are going great. Um, I mean, at, you know, the situation everywhere with COVID is, is a little scary. Mm -hmm. um, but tomorrow is actually the first day that we are allowed to go outside without our masks on. Oh, interesting. So that's, that's okay. A big step. So you mean and, in uh -huh. public in general, or like into stores and stuff? In public in general. Oh. Oh wow. Okay. And now, David, can you tell us? Is there any specific re like? Do you know what the justification of that is? To, you know. So 
in the beginning, I think, uh, I'm not exactly sure when quarantine started, but the middle of March, mm -hmm. uh, immediately the Czech Republic said, you have to wear masks if you go out in public. Now, when they said right. that, like ha more than half the people didn't have a single mask, right? Mm -hmm. People before this happened generally didn't keep a face mask on them. Right. Um, and so everyone started making face masks, um, buying face masks if they could. Um, and a lot of people made face masks and gave them out for free. And mm -hmm. people have had to wear them ever since. So that's been nearly a month and a half ago. Okay. Um, and now that, you know, the cases are, are I, I wouldn't say they're down completely, but they're at a constant low level. And oh, things are opening back up. The economy is opening back up. Uh, the government finally said, okay, in public, outside, you don't need it. But if you go in a grocery store or restaurant, you, you should have it on. Okay. I'm, right. I'm still... Um I'm still scared to go, not into public. I go outside without a mask and I'll walk around my neighborhood and stuff, but I live in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty easy. But I, I have not been into a store once since this thing started. And I think there is like a... Yeah, me either. It's like, it's like I mean, I don't have to, obviously, but it's there is definitely a, a low level like like nervousness there, more than just mm -hmm. me trying to help other people. I'm like, oh man, I could just stay inside too and, and avoid right. all these all these people that's true i don't yeah, like it do you, about how myself do you feel yeah how do you feel about that though david the fact that like do you feel comfortable walking around without a mask now mm, it depends where i mean in the park or in nature around like a suburban neighborhood right. uh as jared was just mentioning you know it's it's totally fine but if i were mm -hmm. to go in a store in a shopping mall by by a busy part of town mm -hmm. I would definitely have a mask on okay all right. Yeah, that's that's fair. And it's I think it's safe to say as well for our listeners unfamiliar with uh, the Czech Republic. Uh, Czech culture is very big on hiking in nature. Um, so. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I think I think that's totally fine. Although I will say I remember when I went to uh, Czech Switzerland last year, um, there were crowds and crowds of people. Um, there are. Yeah. And there and there still are. I mean, ever since this whole thing started, they said, uh, well, the government said. Uh, you shouldn't be going to shopping malls. You shouldn't be going to restaurants, but you can right. take a walk out in nature and Czechs, right. of course, loving nature, mm -hmm. took that to heart. Yep. And there was a time where I, I felt there were more people out on the walking trails in the forest than in the supermarket. Right. So. Could be. Yeah, that could be. So you may be safer in the supermarket in terms right. of catching COVID. I mean, that yeah. makes me feel a little bit better because, you know, here in the U.S., we see all these videos of these Florida people oh, on God. beaches packed to yep. the brim. Actually, mm -hmm. your neck of the woods today, uh, David, in the Ozarks, there, they, there was some pool or something that was overflowing with people. And um, and it, 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 it sometimes I think... I see that and I'm like, oh, we're so stupid as Americans, which is mm -hmm. probably true. But I, but like, <laughs> it does add some perspective to be like, no, this is humans in general need to like get right. outside and need to not yeah. stay trapped. It makes me not, uh, you know, it makes me feel a little bit better about America. Let's put it that way. Right. I think right now it's easy to point the finger and judge too, you know, because because things are so different for so many places. You know, um, I've been more or less here at my parents house you know since really since the end of february i went out once to see jared and that's pretty much it otherwise i've been at home um and i think uh i'm starting to feel definitely a little bit stir crazy so i understand why people do it um 
but I think it's like Jared and I've discussed in previous episodes, there's kind of a, there's this kind of logical imbalance here where people are doing a lot of things properly, right? They're washing their hands, they're wearing a mask, they're doing whatever. Um, but then at the same time, you see people, you know, one foot next to each other outside and maybe, maybe wearing a mask, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really interesting to see. Um, I went on a uh, point A to point A um, road trip. And I actually was out in Dexter in Ann Arbor area, and I just went uh, on all the. I went to Hell, Michigan, just through, oh, nice. through all the back, back, uh, back country area, and then That's I went beautiful to beautiful scenery um, for driving too. It was great. It was mm-hmm. great. I was gone for like four, three or four hours. I went through almost an entire tank of gas, um, and then uh, I went to what was it? There's a there's a Dexter Dexter public uh, state uh, city park of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, on Huron River Drive or something, off of Huron yep. River Drive or something like yep. that. It was great. Although I felt bad because um, now I'm starting to see, I, there are people in Dexter wearing mm-hmm. masks in the park, which I have never seen right. before, at least in Metro Detroit. And right. I kind of felt bad, so I left because I'm like, I feel like an asshole. You don't want to be that guy. That's <laughs> yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting, though, about the masks in general because the Western world, you know, U.S. and Czech Republic included, um, Traditionally, we are not a mask-wearing culture. You know, if you look mm-hmm. at a lot of places in Asia, it's you see people wearing masks all the time. It's not like a, it's not like this. And uh, I don't know, but I really like the Czech Republic's response. It seemed like they responded pretty quick. Uh, in the states, there was a lot of like, oh, well, we don't know if the masks really protect you. We don't really know. And then when studies started to come out, then people started to realize like, oh shit, uh, masks might actually you know, really, really help even, even just a homemade cloth mask. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, that's interesting. Now, David have, go ahead, Jared. Sorry. No, I, 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 well, I was going to totally change the subject. I, I've been super curious about this. First of all, Mm -hmm. have you been, uh, you've been trapped inside a a good bit, just like the rest of us. Have you been like watching a lot of shows and stuff? Any TV Uh, shows or movies? I, I honestly, it's been, Two and a half months. I've gone through so many. I don't. Think I thought you were about to say two and a half men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've just been watching only two and a half men for the past. Right. Just, <laughs> all right. I don't know how many episodes there are, but I must have seen each. You probably could <laughs> go through. Still uh, do that. Right. Um, well, the, the the main reason I ask is because I, I've I've um, obviously everyone here in the U.S. was obsessed over Tiger King. Mm-hmm. I have to, I, and I've been so curious. Has it made it to other parts of the country? Do they talk about Tiger King and Czech Republic? I mean, other parts of the world, but yeah. Sure, yes, thank you. Other parts of the world, too. It's funny. Some things do come here, and they usually get here, I find, about two months after they're they're popular in the States. But Tiger King has not made it here yet. Oh, man. It's probably on Netflix in the Czech Republic, though, right? Because it's a Netflix original. It, yeah, well, it is. You can yeah. get it here. I yeah. haven't personally watched it. But, okay. Uh, mm. Maybe so, I, it's an interesting show. <laughs> I just wondered. I mean, it is ridiculous and stuff. I right. just wondered if, like, um, like what what that does for the like American American stereotypes and whatnot, and what people how people would perceive that. But maybe they right. don't even care. Maybe they're like, what, "This is ridiculous," and so like they because it is on Netflix. So maybe mm-hmm. they just don't push it over there. They're like, "No one cares. No right. one wants to see this ridiculousness, ridiculousness." But we do. That is true. Have you heard about it? Have you have you heard anything? You've you like heard uh, the ridiculousness that is Tiger King. 
I just see Carol Baskin memes, and I don't oh, know yeah. who Carol Baskin is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we won't ruin it for you. We won't ruin it No, I'm not going to ruin what, it. I just want to know if they're talking about it. What stuff have you been watching lately, though? Um, honestly, the show Westworld, I'd never seen a single episode, and I watched the whole thing a few weeks ago, and okay. I, I have lots of thoughts about it. Have you seen Westworld? No, what's it about? It is uh, it's kind of a hard question to answer, but it's about AI. Okay. And the, Artificial the intelligence. AI okay. and, yeah. when, the way I had it described to me recently was they're like robots like in a Western world like an old really? western sort like of cowboys, community like cowboy robots yeah 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 mm-hmm. oh sign yeah, me that's up essentially yeah. how i had it <laughs> okay i just me. finished red dead redemption <laughs> 2 so i've been in the cowboy mood so i'll have to you check that out yeah westworld okay interesting very interesting how well, it, it raises so many questions about you know how far should we go with ai how mm-hmm. far should we go with personal data and privacy and, and those sorts of topics so if you're interested in that that's going to be a big thing, already is a big thing, and will continue to grow, I think, the more we rely on technology. I mean, the and speaking of technology, um, it's really crazy, too, all the different delivery apps and stuff now nowadays. Is that pretty common in the Czech Republic, or do people still, are they getting groceries delivered? Do they go to the grocery store? How, how have you been, I'm just curious about a lot of the day-to-day stuff in the Czech Republic for you. Well... Uh, I'll say for me, I can't speak for everyone, um, mm-hmm. but for me, I go to the grocery store about like in person about once or twice a week for, okay. for meat, for fruits, for, th- mm-hmm. for bread, you know, stuff I need fresh and then okay. everything else, like, you know, all the processed foods or drinks, things mm-hmm. like that we order, uh, through a delivery service and they bring okay. it once a week. So, so it's not Dame Yidlo, is it? No, it's that's for uh, like, like delivery, yeah, restaurants yeah. and stuff, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's for restaurants, but for groceries, um, we use Tesco online. Okay, Tesco yeah, Tesco's like a British big, big store. chain, yeah, in the Czech Republic. Yeah. Wait, did you say they deliver liquid separately? No, they deliver. I'm saying like for the bulk grocery items we need. Oh, we don't oh, have oh I got you. Right, you sure. Know, so, like, you know, if we need to buy, I don't know. For example, thirty bottles of beer. We're not, but if we needed to, I mean, I mean, that's okay. pretty important. That's okay. Yeah, it's pretty important. For sure. We're not judging you over for here. sure. <laughs> speaking speaking of beer, though, Dave, I'm really glad you brought this up because I read a kind of interesting article. I sent it to Jared the other day, um, and I'm just going to read you the headline. This is from a website called thelanguagenerds.com. I love their website. It's fantastic. Um, but the headline is alcohol helps speak foreign languages better. According to study, that's, that's the headline. I think that's more or less what we need to know. I'm curious, David, what are your thoughts on this? Because the Czech Republic is a very, you know, pub culture. You like to go to the hospoda. You have your, you know, you have your, what is it called? Uh, Dvanatsku. You have your, your what? 11 or 12 12, percent beer. 11, number 10. Right. Which someone that has been explained to me, maybe a dozen times and I still uh-huh. don't really understand it. It has to do with the, with the malting process. Oh, the, the 10, 11 process. and 12. Yeah. But I, I still don't know what exactly it's about. Right. Anyways. Um, yes. I mean, so many of my students on a daily basis, my adult students say, David, let's meet at the pub sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously now we can't, uh, right. or at least 
tomorrow i think we can as of our pubs we can. so pubs will be open interesting do you think yeah. they'll have like some social distancing guidelines at the pubs or something i think all restaurants are trying to maintain like distance between the tables but uh, right. i'm not quite sure right. um but you know it, all the time people say david let's let's go for a beer or you know we should we should speak over a beer and then mm -hmm. they say before i even ask them they say mm -hmm. because you know when i drink beer it helps me speak foreign language better right um so i mean i don't know about elsewhere in the world but here in the czech republic this idea that uh, a little alcohol or mm -hmm. a lot of alcohol can can help you speak a foreign language better uh is definitely believed by a, a lot mm -hmm. of people if not most people and i believe it too yeah i have a i have a firm belief too that the czech republic Beer is a very important part of their lives and their culture. And uh, so I remember when I took a month off of drinking beer in the Czech Republic and so many Czech That's people told to me, do. yeah, they said, they said, why, why are you taking a month off? Beer is healthy. Beer is good. And I said, no, it's okay. I don't, you know, and they just say, oh, it's just one beer, two beers or, you know, have a, uh, <laughs> just you know, two beers. Yeah. One time, or two. Time you know. three. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's healthy, right? Beer and Slivovica, which is like a plum brandy. Um, but you kind of have a funny story about Slivovica, don't you, David? Last year at the at the the prom, the Czech prom, right? Weren't you not or feeling it's, great? Uh, and yeah, then you it's had some at the mm -hmm. ribbon party. So okay. there's there's so many celebrations when when high schoolers. Um, and I'm going to preface this by saying. I'm, I'm sure we've talked about it before. You've talked mm -hmm. about it in the past. But, you know, when I first came to the Czech Republic, uh, the idea that high schoolers drink alcohol and the, and the teachers drink alcohol, too, really shocked me. But Right. Together. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, together. Um, but uh, I realized it's just part of the culture and uh, it's, it's something that's totally normal here. Um, so that being said, uh, when I went to this ribbon party, which is one of the parties that the graduating students have last year, um, you know, I, I was, I didn't want to go actually. I said, oh, mm -hmm. I'm not going to go. I'm not feeling well. I feel like I have a cold. And then the student sent me some message like two hours before it started said, come on, David. <laughs> she sent me voice recording. Come on, David, come to the party. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I wrote back, hey, I'm really sorry. I don't feel good. He's like, come on, man. We'll have some sleep over the sand. <laughs> I said, okay, fine. And so I got there. I, I walked all the way there, and I still felt like I had a cold. And I got there, and they said, David, you need Slivovica. So uh, they gave me three shots of Slivovica as soon as I walked in the door. And honest to God, I felt better after that. That's Three shots, though. Were they like? Yeah. Did, was that the the dosage for the medicine? Were they like you have to take these three? Like if you take two, it's not really going to fully do it. One, you're wasting you your gotta time. Have three, <laughs> yeah. I think more than one is assumed. Uh huh. And then that's uh, fair. Yeah. There just happened to be three. I don't. They didn't tell me anything. <laughs> they just said, "Here, drink this and this." It's and the this Holy too. Trinity. What yeah. the true Holy Trinity would be would be Slivovica, Hruškovica, which is a uh, a pear brandy, and then a beer. That would be the Holy mm. Trinity, I think, in the Czech Republic. <clears throat> uh, I, that's for I sure. I would say 
uh, by the way, uh, back to that headline, it's, that was mm-hmm. very true for me. But that was because I was always so self-conscious, or still mm. am, about my German speaking. And they always say the first thing that goes, you know, when you drink is judgment. Mm-hmm. And uh, the judgment of myself <laughs> goes away, I guess, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm not as embarrassed about everything I say. Then I'm like, oh, I guess I do know how to say that. And um, you don't think about think about it as much. It, it, it almost feels like... It's it's coming more naturally when when you drink a little bit. I mean, what what do they call it? A social lubricant, isn't that what they call it? Exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. So it's, it's, and I think the three of us have all had experiences together where we've been in a foreign country, we've been having a beer or two, or a Slivovica or two or three, and uh, <coughs> and you know we try to speak in Czech or, or German or whatever, and uh, and I I completely agree as well with both of you that. You, you, you're not in your head as much, you know? Yeah, um, you're you not obsessing some, over every right. mistake. Like, you might be making dear, more dear mistakes, dust, but who cares, it. right? Yeah. You're, you're at the bar. <laughs> Do you really think somebody's going to hear you say, der beer, instead of das beer, and be like, I'm sorry, you need to please leave the table. You, well, you, see, you, the, we, know that, we know that sober, but we still, but we still, at least I still let it slow me down, you know? Right. Right. And and yet we you know I could be having a few drinks with me and be like I could say you know I could say Ina and not Ainin and I think right. they'll still uh, understand yep. mm-hmm. the gist of the sentence. Yep, um, that is true though. I wonder if they could somehow well I was gonna say put that into uh, like a pill or something, but I think that might be like the limitless drug. Maybe <laughs> or, could be. All I, I would I would love to see like an actual study be carried out, like a legit study from like a. A good university or an R1 research university where they have they, – they do some like tests, placement tests for language and then mm-hmm. give these people a few drinks and have them do some more placement tests and see – Oh, that would be interesting. That would be really fun, But I feel it? like – oh, but see, I wonder if, if it would translate to test taking, you know? Like it would have to, it would have to be some right. sort of uh, speaking well, test. Exactly. It would probably be an OPI, an oral, uh, oh, oral proficiency something. OPI. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know there's an official term. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's all sorts of different ones. Um, but yeah, that, that is pretty interesting, though. And I think, I think the pub is also just a great place for people to socialize, too. So you pick up a lot more. I know, I know for mm-hmm. David and I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mean to sound unprofessional here because we've been talking a lot about drinking. But, uh, you know, David and I, I think, learned a lot of Czech going out to pubs in the Czech so Republic. Much. I learned some of the most important basic vocabulary. And... <laughs> I, I learned, you know, you can study books as much as you want, but in terms of learning local slang and things like mm-hmm. that, nothing will teach you better than than meeting people in the pub and, and uh, talking with them and, and them saying, oh, David, have you heard this local slang word? Let me teach it to right. you. So how do people react when you use these slang terms, David? Well, I mean, none of them... I usually only use them with friends, right? Because you don't put it down. Yeah, <laughs> that's like up your ass, right? Or, or... yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Still um, remember a few so check ones. I'm, I'm usually not saying that with a stranger. <laughs> right, I, mean, right. Like, I would hope not. <laughs> if they try to like hit me with the car, I might say it. But, right. You know, usually, I'm not saying that word unless I'm mm-hmm. joking around. So I mean, I, I think sometimes people are impressed by by just me knowing local thing sure right but but uh i mean you, you don't get a chance to use them with strangers mm-hmm. very much they're more for using with your friends do, do you have How, any that come to mind i'm just curious i want to learn a new czech word today um 
Well, I think we talked about this in a previous podcast, but it's the word uh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's cred- a good one. Credit yeah. slang. It means hella. Yeah, like that's hella good. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. So how's your um how's your check in in year two? Like like uh you were pretty good the first stint around, but then you went back to the U.S. for how long? How long were you in? Two and a half months. Okay, and so then you went back, time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're summer, back. Summer vacation. Now I'm back. I mean, it's. I definitely right now. I can't really say that it's getting so much better because you know I'm inside. I'm inside most of the day, every mm-hmm. day. I'm speaking right. English. I have web lessons where I speak English. Right. And I speak English with my girlfriend, and you know it's it's English all day, so I'm not exposed to Czech all right. daily. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, being here another year, I think I've gotten so much better uh, conversationally and with my pronunciation. Oh, so, I mean, um, my my girlfriend complimented me the other day. She said uh, I said a word and and she wouldn't have recognized that I was a foreigner. Oh, nice! So, that's high that's praise. A, that's so a big I, compliment. I felt pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chad used, to, Chad used to. Chad gets that in German, and you should see the, the oh, yeah. smile that the lights up on his face. Especially <laughs> at the pub. Especially at the pub, for sure. That's Yeah, that, that makes sense, though. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. Are, um, are you still... Um, so you're teaching at the same school, right? No, no a, different a different one, right? School. No. Yeah. Different school. Are you and still in Fulbright? No, it's... Uh, okay. Fulbright only lasts for one year, so... Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I think we all would have stayed if we could. Oh, for sure. Um, but that's for one year. And then I found mm. another job teaching at an elementary school. And uh-huh. I also uh, I also have my own private teaching business, you could say. Like I have private students and I oh, go cool. to businesses and teach yep. them there. Right now it's mostly online, but uh, I think starting this next week it'll be in person again. At this at this elementary school that you teach at, you're not part of the full by full by program, but do you mm-hmm. still get treated like a little bit of a celebrity? Mm, no, like the not, American. Not really. not no, really. okay. No. Do you miss it, or do you? Or, or oh yeah, every or do day. you like being a normal person? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, I the celebrity status. Yeah, it's good not to have to deal with that all the time. But the the Fulbright program itself, and I'm I'm sure uh, Chad will. Uh, attest to this, you know, it's it's like no other program. The what you go through, the interactions mm-hmm. you have with, mm-hmm. with people, with the other Fulbrighters, it's it's unparalleled. Right. So, uh, well, yeah, it's sure. different I too because you're you're not like a like a regular employee of the school. You're employed mm-hmm. by Fulbright and you're assigned a post. Um, so mm-hmm. you're kind of like extra help. You're an extra help. I I would even beg to argue that for some of the teachers, there are even uh, like a visiting expert. I'm not going to say oh. all, all of the cohort, but there were quite a few <laughs> that were very talented teachers, um, really good about teaching about like journalism or media studies, um, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so, so yeah. I mean, the, the Czech Republic, though, to me is just such an amazing country. You know, I mean, you have – I had no idea until I had gone there how beautiful the nature is. Um, you know, there's so many great places where David lives too. It's really, really beautiful as well. Um, what's it been like though, being in Hradets for year two? Have you like, before all this happened, were you, did you find any cool new places? Have any new places, uh, old places changed? What's it like? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, honestly, I, 
All the traveling that's been done within the second year has been within the Czech Republic. I think I only left the Czech Republic once for Christmas. I went to okay. Poland. Oh, cool. Um, so so I've been exploring the local area, this region around Hradets. Um, I've gotten to know Hradets a lot better, you know, all the all the neat little restaurants and mm-hmm. parks. And, and uh, really, it was just more of an opportunity to get to know my area uh, so much better. I mean... I, I get to see things, and I see things every day that maybe a local has never seen. So it's uh, I've really gone in depth into the. That's local cool. Area. That's one of the yeah. advantages of being able to stay in one place. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie, David. I'm definitely a little envious. Uh, there have been plenty of days where I've sat here, wondering what my life might look like if I would have made the same decision as you and stayed in the Czech Republic. Um, so so yeah, so I'm happy to live a little vicariously through you today. It's uh it's kinda Thank nice. You. Do you do you think you would have stayed in Humotov? I think so. Uh I think the the main issue and the only reason why I didn't stay was uh unfortunately due to my uh student loan debt. So um I just wouldn't have been able to pay back my loans in the time frame I wanna pay them back while making a sal unfortunately for those of you who don't know who are listening right now. Uh, the Czech Republic has one of the lowest salaries for teachers um, in the EU. Um, so you have to often supplement your teaching by having a teaching business like David has. Um, what's that been like, by the way? Um, has it been difficult to find clients? Do, are no, you it's, okay? It is. I have too many now. I actually have to turn people away. Because so I do I need to come to Haraditz and uh, <laughs> take your, your backflow here? Uh, yeah, yeah you're, you're welcome to. Um, you know, I won't say it's, it's terrific pay, but it, mm-hmm. uh, it's certainly a little better than, than, uh, teaching at a public school. I appreciate right. the public school teaching, you know, that, uh, is great, um, to have a good base job and have mm-hmm. a job for, for health insurance and those sorts of reasons, but, sure. uh, uh, for making a little extra income, which you need as a teacher here, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you, you need to work that extra job and, how and do you teaching, find your students? Teaching adults who want to learn uh, can also be a really fun experience. I, oh, I definitely. Much, much more enjoyable than uh, teaching middle schoolers. Yeah, because it's that, a different environment. They, they want to learn. And Jared had asked mm-hmm. you as well, how, so how have you been finding uh, clients or students? Honestly, through word of mouth. You oh, get nice. Two or three, you know, you work hard mm-hmm. to get two or three students, and then all of a sudden they recommend you, and those persons you were recommended to recommend right. you, and, and right. suddenly you have 20 students and you can't take any more. Right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, though. That's great. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to do that now. Jared and I did an episode a while back about uh, me teaching online um, ever since my fellowship contract was terminated, and it's... Uh, it's definitely been a little similar. Uh, I'm teaching students actually in Russia, um, but most of them are um, age 12 to 15. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's not bad. But teaching adults who want to learn English is definitely a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. So is that's it, that's the age of my students at the at the public schools, 12 mm-hmm. to 15. So uh, what do you think of that? Uh, do you get any ang- angsty teenage? They're really uh, well behaved. Drama? I'm lucky. Really? My students are really well behaved. Um, actually, there's been no issues with the students. Yesterday, though, I had a really stressful little tech snafu. And maybe Jared has some feedback. Uh, Jared's very tech savvy. Um, so I was on Skype, was sharing my screen. Maybe David knows, too, because you're also pretty tech. Both of you are tech savvier than me. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I was doing a, my Skype lesson. 
And uh, we were doing a reading activity, and so I shared my screen so he could read the Word document on my screen, right? Worked for half an hour, and then all of a sudden he says, teacher, I can't can't see your, uh, you know, the Word document. And so I then, so I said, all right, well, here, let me, let me, you know, we'll, we'll end the call. I'll, you know, restart Skype, try again. And then I kept saying that I had to go into my settings um, and like allow the privacy thing, but it was already allowed. Yeah, that's weird because you'd already been sharing your screen. Exactly. So well, like I when no I first downloaded mm-hmm. Zoom, I had to like set it up to allow it to like do that stuff. Right. But it is weird if you were already doing it. I don't right. know. And I had a lesson the hour before as well and was sharing the screen the entire lesson, no problems. So it was super weird. Um, but that's, that's been it. The kids have been well behaved. I've had one student who I think his parents both work. And so, so right now I think he's home alone. And there's been, there's been one time where he forgot. Uh, we scheduled a lesson and I was sitting here waiting and, you know, I'd message him and he just wasn't online on Skype. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, so why, why do you, so you went straight to angsty teens. You have some angsty teen issues, David. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, I got about, you know, 200 of them that I, that I deal with and, uh, what are the well, problems of the day? Are they all social media related or is it oh, like... Oh, no, a, it's just, I mean... Is it behavior stuff? It's all behavior. I mean, it's the same issues you'd, you'd have with, with kids in America. I mean, it's, right. It's no different, you know. Sure. Students being disrespectful, students mm-hmm. not caring, students cheating. Sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. Good right. times. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I will say, though, I, I uh, China was a big shock for me, David, um, because my students occasionally would goof off in my classes in the Czech Republic. In China, maybe it was also different because I was teaching at a university, not a high school. But my students were so well-behaved. Uh, I wish I was as well-behaved as my students in China were when I was a college student. Um, <laughs> you want to go back and apologize to right, old teachers? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so what, what are – do you have a couple stories for us? I'm just curious kind of what kind of stuff your students have done and, you know, how you've dealt with it. Oh, jeez. Well, Sorry, I know this feels like a job interview right now, but I'm just curious. <laughs> I, I just want to think how, I mean, honestly, you know, it's my first year teaching these kids. So there were a mm-hmm. few times, especially in the beginning, that I didn't deal with it well at all. I, I right. got, you know, I got a little angry. I took it personally. Mm. Um, and what I can say from that is just, you know, they're young. Don't take it personally. Right. That's true. Um, just don't let it bother you and, and you'll, right. get, you'll get along just fine. But. I don't know. I, I can think of two examples off the top of my head. One is with the younger kid. I think this was actually a fourth grader because I have a few younger students. Mm-hmm. And this fourth grader, like he was, he was swinging his keys around. He had yeah. a, a lanyard and he had his keys on a lanyard and he was swinging them around above his head mm-hmm. like a helicopter. And I said, hey, uh, I won't say his name. Right, Jimmy. <laughs> right. Jimmy, stop. You <laughs> very know? check name, and he, Jimmy. And he keeps, yeah, very check name, Jimmy. Jimmy Novak, right? <laughs> he was swinging his keys. And I said, Jimmy, stop. And he kept doing it. Jimmy, stop. And and I finally came over to him. I said, I put my hand out. I said, Give me your keys. Mm-hmm. And he rubbed them in the crotch of his pants. Ooh. Oh wow! And then extended it to. Oh. You know, did I'd you never... send his ass to the principal's office? I did. I <laughs> good. <laughs> yep. Good. That's what you need to I, do. 
I got the class teacher, and then he went away somewhere. Right. The thing is here in the Czech Republic, there's no, there is no like principal's office or, or disciplinary place. If you right. have some problem with the student, you oftentimes, especially if they're a, like a middle schooler, mm-hmm. you just have to deal with them. There's, n- right. there's nowhere to send them. And there's no so detention if, in the Czech Republic like we have in the States. Yeah. No. There, there, nothing like that exists here. So, if the really, students that's in, so crazy. Yep. Yeah, that really so puts into perspective how terrible detention probably is for kids. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm because well, you know they I, don't leave. They're they're right. doing something bad and they don't leave. They're still there after they do the bad thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We we used to have to go sit in. Yeah, there was a designated room in the principal's office because I I got in trouble in high school one time. Uh, I had a uh, Jared and David know me pretty well. I think it's safe to say at this point. Uh, have either of you ever seen me get aggressive or violent? No, it's annoying how how positive you always are. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. the most chill, positive guy I think I've ever met. I, I I try, and so anyway, so yeah. So the whole point, I'm not a violent person, right? Well, when I was in high school, we were in gym class. I went to go up for a layup. And, you know, you got to jump if you're a short white guy playing basketball. So Everyone jumps for a layup. True. But yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter the, the race or anything. But anyways, <laughs> so I jump up for my layup, and this other kid uh, threw a basketball and he hit me square in the crotch. Just like oh, that's point blank funny. basketball. <laughs> I mean, now, yeah, it's really funny. But, but it was one of those times where, you know, there are certain things or – and if you get hit there, oh, I just course, was seeing yeah. red. I flipped, this, I flipped this kid over. Uh, and I, I sprained his elbow. Just flipped him on the hardwood. Just oh wow. Yep. Uh, and so obviously I got uh, I got in school suspension. And so I was uh, stuck in the principal's office. It was super awkward though, having to explain everything to the principal and vice principal what happened, um, because you know I had to tell him, hey, this dude hit me hit me in the in the wang with a basketball. So that's why <laughs> I did what I did. Um, really awkward stuff. But uh, yeah. So anyways, there isn't yeah detention in the Czech Republic like there is in the states for sure. No. Does not yeah. exist. So you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta deal with the kids yourself. Um, luckily for me, I'm you know I don't speak Czech well enough to tell them you know why what they're doing is wrong and what I'm gonna right. do to them. Right. <laughs> not in, not in right. a not in an advanced way. So sometimes I can send them to another teacher who explains it in Czech and, and they go off somewhere else. But right. I, I feel bad for the class teachers here that have to deal with them no matter what. It's really a hard job. Oh yeah, definitely. Without yeah, a doubt, I don't. I don't envy anyone that has to teach young kids because mm. I, I don't even like. I'm not an angry person either, but like I'm also not a confront. I don't know. I just don't know what I would do. It right. feels like it because I, I. I feel like I still feel like I'm sort of a child, and it's like who am I? Well, I guess you have to, but it just feels yeah, so weird yelling adult, at people right. like tell it like like I'm my mom or something. Right. I don't know. It just. It's, think, it's a very hard mode for me to get into. I think what's me worse too. as a teacher, though, is not disciplining a student, um, you know, be, by, you know, saying, you know, I'm going to take this away from you or you have to go sit in the hall or whatever. What's even worse, I think, as a teacher that, that I've experienced when I've taught way younger kids is when a kid starts crying in class. That is... Oh, yeah. I mean, no one wants to deal yeah, with that. Ever. That is... Because it's, <laughs> it's like, what do you do? Do you... Do you stop teaching? You know, I remember a few summers ago, I was teaching at a, a German for kids camp and, uh, and we had eight hour days. They were long days with these kids. You know, we would go outside and do stuff. But, um, I just remember we had a couple five and six year olds in our, in our German for kids camp. And, uh, 
they definitely cried at least once a day. Uh, thankfully, there oh were two gosh. teachers, uh, two head teachers manning the camp and a few assistants um, because there were a lot of kids. But man, uh, it is not fun when you're trying to teach and then a kid starts crying. Whew. See, that's the problem is you got to like be like, oh, no, I would I would totally be like, like rolling my eyes. Like, really? We're doing this again. We didn't <laughs> learn from yesterday that this doesn't do anything, <laughs> which is why I can't teach children. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, no, I, that oh, is God. fair. You know, hey, what was uh-huh. what was um what was it like being back in the in the U.S. Uh, when you were there in in Missouri for for a couple of months? It was fine, but I missed the beer. Yeah, <laughs> that is fair. Czech beer is some of the best beer in the world. <laughs> Do you? Uh, I I I used to always talk to Chad about this. Now who knows? Because he's he can't go anywhere. But mm-hmm. do you do you um, see yourself trying to make a life out of ne- not coming back to the U.S.? Do, do you think it's possible that you could just find your path outside of the u.s and not need to come back or do you, or do you would you like to come back at some point it's a hard question i mean i like living in europe and czech republic is the fourth safest country in the world so you know there you go it's, it's a very nice place to live great you know great place where you you know, may not have to worry about all those things we have to worry about in the U.S., such as gun violence, such as, you know, a million other things. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it's it's tricky because here in the Czech Republic, for example, as I said, I have to, you know, work two, two full-time jobs to be able to make a, a decent living, not a great mm-hmm. living, but, a, you know, a living wage. Um, and in the U S you know, maybe I could be doing the same work and be making four times more, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, may set me and my future family up better. Um, so, so it's tricky. It's, it's tricky and I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to navigate that yet. Yeah. Are are you, you're, you have like a, like a working visa for a year or something? Mm -hmm. I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cause I, cause Chad, it seems like you're pretty convinced that you would like to live in the U.S. I mean, not in, under these circumstances, but right. like at some point. Yeah, I'd like. It's to unfortunate come back that at it's just point. money based, mm-hmm. though. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I get is. that. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking you. I totally get it. Right. But it, it is unfortunate that how much of that goes into the decision making. Oh, big time. I mean, there's a lot of countries I would love to teach English in, but a lot of them just the, if I had no student loans, um, I could probably do it for a year, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. at, you know, like countries like Thailand, Indonesia would be a beautiful place to live. Gorgeous. Um, but you're, you're going to make maybe 600, $800 a month if you're lucky. Um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely interesting though. It's been a, an interesting transition going from teaching no- normal quote unquote, you know, face to face classes to completely only right now all I'm doing is tutoring students online. Um, how has it been for you, David? And are you looking uh, forward to getting actually back in the classroom again? Uh, yes, I'm getting. I'm, I'm looking forward, especially with my with my private students. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing them because we have you know advanced and intermediate conversation classes. The flow is a lot more natural. Okay, as I'm, as I'm sure you may see, you know, when you're doing it in person versus when you're doing it through the internet sure Um, here i here i don't think it's a problem at all but when you're teaching a class sometimes it can feel a bit wonky um, oh for sure over the internet uh but in terms of teaching the students 
uh, at the school, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, like with the behavior issues, no, I, I quite like this, this stay at home, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, at home learning and at home teaching. It's, it's much more comfortable and no. I don't have to deal with the same uh-huh. issues. Is that the plan for the rest of the school year for, for your school? For I guess the school year is almost yes, over, isn't it? Depends it? On it's the over. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Never mind. It's over in like a couple of weeks at this point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but you're going back, aren't you, or no? Uh, to to school. Yeah. Aren't you going back I, to teach or no? I actually do not know yet. Okay. I have not been told. Ah, okay. Interesting. Now I'm but curious yeah, though, it, David. It's in about a month. So okay. So. I, I don't think we'll be going to. Seems like a waste at this point. Yeah, you know, I, I would agree, especially with the risks uh, involved. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, David, do you think it would be, would it be possible? I was told this when I was living in the Czech Republic. I was a little skeptical. But, you know, you as someone who's who's spent more time there and has experienced this, do you think you could actually make a livable wage if you just had your own private students? I think Yes. Um, yes, definitely, uh, having a, to anyone, you know, looking to be a private teacher, uh, in Europe or in the Czech Republic, I think teaching privately and having your own private business is mm-hmm. a much more enjoyable and much more profitable setup. Um, mm-hmm. the reason why working for a public school, uh, also is important is for, uh, healthcare benefits is sure. for visa support is for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having that base salary no matter what, because I'm not right. going to work and I still get paid because I'm a public right. employee. A right. more reliable sure. paycheck. Yeah. It's a more stable income for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, we're, we're pretty far into our episode, but we, uh, we haven't actually done any untranslatables. Um, no, let's get just started. because we yeah, yeah just because some. we were having such a nice conversation, but let's uh, let's do some untranslatables. I have a couple um, for you guys. Uh, my first one is Hindi, and it is Durkedol Suhavne Laktehain, which means the drums sound better at a distance. What do you guys think that means, David? Since you're our guest today, our esteemed guest, what do you think? Uh, oh, I gotta go back to my document to see what it is again. What do you think uh, the drums sound better at a distance might mean? Uh, things look better on paper. I'm not sure. You're not far off, actually. Is it? Is it like um, we have a saying here: "Good from far, but far from good." I really, so, I've never heard that before. I really oh, like that. that. <laughs> but no. Um, Oh, I'm gonna give it away if I tell you guys this. Um, let me let me try to explain. It. Okay, here I'll explain. This will be an easy easy way to explain it. So uh, so David and I were together in the Czech Republic last year. Uh, I went back to the U.S. and then went to China. David went back to the U.S. and then back to the Czech Republic. Um, oh, extra untranslatable for you guys. Untranslatable <laughs> owl going on in the background. Um, anyways, Good timing. Uh, I know, right? Um, anyways, so David stayed in the Czech Republic. I did not stay in the Czech Republic. Uh, I really miss a lot of things about the Czech Republic, but then David might tell me, well, you know what? Like, I have this problem uh, and this problem. Yeah. It's like the grass is always greener. Kind there of we go. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Drums okay. sound better at a distance. Grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I guess now that I hear it, that makes sense. I mean, drums might sound nice, but if you live, if that's your neighbor, then maybe <laughs> that's it's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, my first one's uh, Danish. 
And it's uh, Skydad Pape Gojin. I'm going to guess. Shoot the parrot. Is that shoot the shoot parrot. the parrot. Yeah. Shoot the parrot. I have no idea. Is this is this is this like to kill the messenger? No. <laughs> uh, that's a good one though. Par- oh, that's good. Parrots talk. Oh, it's uh-huh. clever. Uh-huh. That's too clever though. Okay. Um, it's it's I have um, no idea. it's like man, you really you really shot the parrot. Uh, it's like it's like wow, you um, you um, fell uh, you tripped and fell out of a helicopter, but somehow landed. On a trampoline, you really uh, shot the parrot on that one. So you got you, lucky. You got lucky. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I understand why shooting a parrot is yeah, getting lucky. Right. Maybe because it's <laughs> hard to parrot. Maybe really you think sure. so. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe they're good eating. No, I'm, <laughs> that's probably not it. <laughs> huh. Interesting. My last one for you today is also Hindi, and this one is Jiski Lati Uski Bais, which means. Uh, to be a person with a heavy wooden stick and buffalo. With a heavy wooden stick and buffalo? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, David owns his own private English business. He, he's got the heavy wooden stick and the buffalo, man. To be man. successful? Uh, yes and no. Like he's... Like he... Oh, the yes and no. Hmm. I mean, I would say a successful person... This is He's got a lot a, going on. They got to, a lot going on. To I, work hard? I don't No. Sure. Uh so no, it basically means to be in power. You're the boss. To be oh. the boss, to be have hold authority, hold power. Uh, got okay. the big stick in the buffalo, you know, you can tell like, people what to do. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I have one that more. Should be my logo. Should be. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. great. <laughs> By the way, you guys should uh, start some sort of online uh, teaching company together. You guys both were in Fulbright. It'll look good. We're like two Fulbrights. Oh, that's uh, true. Past Fulbright. I, I think it would be great. What There's a lot of uh, when two Fulbrighters start the English <laughs> teaching. Business. Yeah, you didn't let me finish. Then we'll make a sitcom out of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> do a, do an after, after show podcast after the sitcom, you know. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's a uh, Pilti. Is ish tushkio i kiarua. What language is this again? Lithuanian. Lithuanian. I, I, okay. Yeah. Theoretically. <laughs> well, probably. I probably just said nothing. <laughs> um, uh, to for, to pour from an empty container into a leaky one. We do a lot of that here on this uh, podcast. We pour from an empty container into a leaky one. I really don't know Dude. this one. I don't know. To talk a lot? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah you're, really? that's a good start. It's a good oh, start. To, but to you're pouring lot, it you're, but into a leaky container. That's good, but no. To da, not da, pay da, attention no. to someone. No, it's Damn. like, um, it's to, to speak uh, without meaning. So to, to talk oh. about nothing, essentially. Oh, talk about nothing. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Okay, nice. Uh, very Some, cool. Mm-hmm. Some late untranslatables. Chad uh, always love uh, loves to switch it up up the uh, the routine a little bit. That's so right. There you go. Yeah, I didn't want to disrupt you, the flow. Um, speaking of no, the me flow, uh, let's talk about our song of the pod today, uh, which is by a Russian artist. Uh, the name of the song is Dom, which means what in uh, English, David? A uh, house. And what's what's the name of the artist again? Do you remember, David? It's uh, Ar- Artyom. So- 
I may be incorrect about this, but it looks like his first name is Artyom, and okay. his second name is Of Breweries. There we like go. <laughs> Artyom Of Breweries. I don't know if he owned breweries or he was born in a bunch of breweries at the same time. Maybe all sure of the above. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe he just really likes to drink and make music. Uh, sounds pretty good to me. That, yeah, so, sounds uh, pretty good to me. I'm interested. Yeah, what, what are your guys... Well, I the reason why I wanted us to do this song today, David, is because you've spent time in Russia, you've been to St. Petersburg. I still have my fingers crossed. I'm hoping to go to Vladivostok in September. It's We'll see. Who knows? I'm, I've never hoped and prayed so much in my entire life. But you've been to Russia before. Is this like something they would play at like a club in Russia or something? 100% yes. Yeah. It's very, very common Russian club music. That was that was gonna be what I said when I like when I first heard it. That's like, like it sounds like I'm in a Russian club right now. Mm. I I don't know what they play in Russian clubs, but I imagine it's just this <laughs> right. on repeat, <laughs> right? And and some very strong drinks. Uh, um, yes, of course. And uh, people dancing on tables. There we on go. Tables, nice. Yes, on tables. If you add all that, <clears throat> add all that together. Perfect Russian club. We're good to go. Okay, <laughs> nice. Yeah, and the video is interesting. I really like the video personally because I am trying to learn Russian right now, and reading Cyrillic is uh, not easy. Once you get it, it begins to become easier, but mm -hmm. I'm still at the stage where I feel like a five-year-old child trying to sound out all the letters in the word and then say the word. So um, it was cool, though, for me to be able to watch the music video and kind of read along. Um, that kind of helped for me kind of enforce, going to sound like a huge nerd here, um, but, it, you know, kind of enforces the sound with the uh, letters in the Cyrillic alphabet, which uh, is definitely helpful. Um, so, yeah. But anyways, check that song out uh, on our Song of the Pod playlist. Uh, Dom by uh, Artyom. What's his last name again? Pivo. Of Breweries. Pivovarov. There we go. Uh, Artyom Pivovarov. Of Breweries. <laughs> so give it a listen on Translatable Podcast. It's definitely a good one if you want a club vibe. If you're cleaning your house or something, uh, pop this on and you'll definitely... Get a little hyped. I've enjoyed um, I've enjoyed Chad learning Russian too because um, well he's been giving us these uh, Russian words of the pod and mm -hmm. usually what he does is he has me try to read them and mm -hmm. then he'll tell me what it says. Yep. And um, this has turned into my favorite segment is is reading uh, you, Cyrillic. You try to you try to read them in Cyrillic. Well, yep. I, I just read it how I would read it. So, yep. so first I'll, I'm actually starting to get the hang of some of them. So like mm -hmm. I know the P's are R's now. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm starting to get some things, but I'll just read it. So like, you know, there's like those little things that look like a B, but it's not even a, like, it's not a, it's like an accent mm -hmm. or something. It's a hard sign and a soft sign. There we yeah. go. There we go. That's what there I thought we go. it was. There we go. Perfect. So I am actually starting to get the hang of it myself. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see if we can do, if nice. I can do this. One. Yes, please now, I don't go remember. For it. I don't know if I've seen this first level before. It's a D. The letter. It's a oh, D. Oh, it's a D? Mm-hmm. Yep. Deep. Okay. You're, you're close. Uh, so so the first Cyrillic letter is D. Then it's the, the R, the, the P. Then a Y. What sound does the Y make, David, in Russian? Uh, I get, so I'm it's, trying to think for a so second. It would I'm, be just, D I'm just confused uh -huh. what language we're in. Russian. <laughs> the, okay, so it looks like an English Y. Yes. It's a ooh. There we go. So there you go. Oh. And that and that last letter. It's not uh, a P. Jared, I don't know. I keep guessing. That last it's a P. letter is actually a G sound. It's like it looks kind of like a like an R that has a straight. 
Yeah. You know, ours are usually curved. So this word is actually druk, which means what, David? Friend. There we go. Boom. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. And I, I do. I'm it glad. Means, uh-huh. It means moreover like close friend. Like well, you even better. have a few drugs. Okay. You two so how are would both you just my say, main drugs, that's for sure. If you're, just, if you're just saying like generally, would it be like a comrade or something? Like what if you're just like a like an acquaintance, but you're like, hey friend, but you're you know you're not really my not friend. Your buddy guy. <laughs> not you're your not guy, my pal. guy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hard. I mean, there's there there's actually a lot of Russian words for for um, the different levels of friends. Okay. Um, you can say comrade, but it might sound a little you know archaic. Okay. Right. Like you're a communist. <laughs> um, you can say acquaintance. You can say you know, uh, close friend or good guy. But this druk is like uh, maybe maybe you have like, like a handful of druks. like your homies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, your homies. Your homies. Yeah. Your ride yeah. or dies for sure. Yeah, there we go. That's what for I was, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I'm just curious, David, because someone who. You know, uh, learned Russian, studied Russian. Now is living in the Czech Republic, where they speak Czech, which is also a Slavic language. Um, I I could tell immediately with you that there were tons of words you already knew in Czech because there were Russian cognates. Has there been anything else from learning Russian that's kind of carried over for you while you've been learning Czech? Mm, that's a great question. Like, are um, there similar like endings for adjectives? Are there? There's. Or similar cases or something. With mm-hmm. yes, yeah, similar cases and with writing check. Uh-huh. Um the the learning how to write check is, is much easier from Russian because the spelling rules and these uh-huh. two Slavic languages, even though the words are totally different, even though the pronunciation mm-hmm. is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, the spelling rules, like when you should have a I, when you should have a Y. Oh, that's know, really they make, confusing they, they in make check. The same, mm-hmm. They make the same sounds but when yep. should you write them they mm-hmm. follow the same uh, rules as russian ah you know, they, okay they follow the same when there should be a y in russian there's a y in check when there should be oh a that's y nice in russian, there's a okay I in check. so so okay. writing is much easier because of that hmm. that's useful sorry to put you on the spot here david but what are some are there any cognates from russian and czech or russian and english that might help me as someone who's learning russian Oh man! I know that's there, a big question. There, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I think Russian uses more English words, mm-hmm. mm, like in how to say this. It, it uses more English words as uh, to to play a certain role, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, for example, I was in Russia and I would be passing by some place mm-hmm. and I would see in Cyrillic letters. Launch special, you know. Really? Okay. <laughs> like written out in Cyrillic, pronounced like that. Launch special, you know. Right. Right. Where where they just took some English. Isn't word steak also it. the same in steak. Russian too? Beef steak, right? Uh-huh. Beef steak, right? Uh huh. But uh, in Czech, oftentimes they use you know the real. There's a real Czech word for something. Right. Um, and so you don't get as many. Uh, you don't get as many. Uh, cognates in Czech as you would in Russian, uh, okay. unless there's something generally um, from the West or something that a Czech word doesn't exist for. 
Right. I'm looking at, at a list of Russian and English cognates. There's a bunch. Alcohol, burger, cafe, chocolate, coffee, fruit, hot dog. Hot Does, dog. Is this da. Uh, Please give me macaroni, a hot dog. menu, omelet? macaroni. Pleasure. Pleasure. And then... Spasiba. That's right. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a bunch. Maybe I just you know that it just seems so weird to me because I was like, uh, how are these cognates? Because then right. you look at how they're spelled, and it's like I can't read that. But obviously, but it's you a different but language. you learn how to. I've noticed. I've seen some cognates too. I was looking at a, there's a couple Russian pages I follow on Instagram, and uh, there was it was about a couple I guess it was like a video, and it said uh, romantica, but it was written in Cyrillic. That's a that's a mm-hmm. Russian word, right? I'm assuming it means romantic, right? Mm-hmm. or romance or, or something like yeah romance yeah so so stuff like that it's weird when you start to when your brain kind of starts to do that how long did it take you david to actually learn how to read cyrillic fairly fluently honestly a month i think i did it in a month okay but that's I was pretty in good a class i was in a right. university class where they were you know testing us you know right write the alphabet so how many how many hours a day do you think you were studying it. Maybe one or two. Oh, that's not bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm about 20 to 30 minutes right now. Mostly Duolingo, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. Yeah, but that home, that home learning is a lot different. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not the same. And it's also not, like, it's hard to sit there for, like, hours and do Duolingo. Right. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, not what do you think about the Russian mm-hmm. Duolingo? It's not bad. I mean, it's helped me a lot with Cyrillic. I'm worried, though. I don't know how useful or accurate a lot of the sentences are. That's always mm-hmm. been my concern with Duolingo. When I Same used Babbel, Babbel had really useful sentences that people actually say. But, like, I remember there was a Russian sentence I had to translate, like, this is a small old tree or something. I'm like, am I really ever going to need to, like, <laughs> okay, if you want to say here is a young man and here's an old woman or something, like, okay, maybe maybe that would be useful at some point. You know, you're reading a book or you're watching a movie and they use those words. But, you know, some sometimes I'm always a little skeptical about uh, some of that stuff on Duolingo. My experience with Babbel when I was learning Spanish uh, with Babbel was fantastic. Um, so, But you have to pay for it. I'm using free Duolingo. So mm. that's obviously a big difference, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm also curious, David, too, what do you think are some of the difficult things for an American learning Russian? Like, um, like the L the sounds are difficult and the... the, the, the uh-huh. The consonant "uy" is there the hardest uh-huh. is the <laughs> hardest thing to say in Russian. I don't mm-hmm. know if do you know what I'm talking about? It looks like a little B and an yep. I and an I yep. together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, That's a consonant. That sounds like a vowel to me. Or sorry, 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 vowel, vowel. Uh, sorry, okay. it's nine. It's nine o'clock over here. My You're fault. good. You're good. Um, well, vowel, it's misleading though because it starts with that little B letter. Which we would consider a, a mm-hmm. consonant as well, at least to my English, you know, eyes. But um, yeah, um, yeah, pronunciation uh, and in Russian, the grammar is also pretty complicated, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's complicated, but compared to Czech, it's not. You, okay. you can learn it over time. You'll you'll pick it up. Okay. Um, the nice. the hardest thing with Russian grammar is. Um, well, partly the numbers, okay, um, and and then memorizing uh, like how different verbs conjugate because different mm. verbs conjugate in different ways. Right, um, it's like not, that in Czech not, too. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, David, what I'm just curious, you know, we're coming towards the end of our episode today. What have been some of your favorite things and also least favorite things about your second year so far in Hradec Kralove? Favorite things? Um, I mean, getting to getting to really explore this city and the region in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, earlier in our, in our Fulbright year, we were traveling all the time, going mm-hmm. to Prague, going to other countries. You know, it was very fast. <laughs> big, the most amazing experience of the Fulbright year was in Humpolets. Humpolets. That I mean eight. So, you know, getting to really go in depth and, and see this region and all the great things it has mm-hmm. to offer, I, I really love it. Um, and getting to meet new people. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm meeting, I met so many great people last year and this year I've also met some great people. My students come from all walks of life, mm-hmm. business people, uh, lawyers, uh, doctors, you know, they, they do all sorts of, of really interesting things and, and mm-hmm. getting to talk with them. Um, worst parts, dealing with uh, middle schoolers, angsty mm. teenage uh, drama and, and kids going through puberty. I know it's a hard time. and uh, It is a hard I time. I don't like to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I definitely don't blame you. What about, are there any, like, uh, you know, for me as someone who, you know, hasn't been in the Czech Republic for quite some time now, um, I'm really missing Svičkova, which is a very famous Czech dish with, um, what's that, roast, is that roast beef? No, it's, 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 it, it it's is a tenderloin. Beef. It's, it's a beef like tenderloin. A, it's a tenderloin. In a carrot sauce with carrot dumplings. Knedliki. dump with... Mm-hmm. Knedliki dumplings, mm-hmm. I guess they're, yeah, dumplings, and mm-hmm. there's cranberries. That's the important, That's the important one. Cranberries, cranberries and, on and, meat. And whipped cream or, right? Whipped cream whipped too. Cream. Yeah. yeah and, whipped cream. Uh-huh. and sometimes yeah. lemon. Yep. Yep. Um, this so, is on, on what? On top of what? It's on top of the, the beef tenderloin with the sauce. It's really, really good. You, you, That's interesting. You saw Svichkova, I'm pretty sure, when when you came to visit the Czech Republic. Oh, it's Svichkova. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, yeah, Svichkova. wait, you said whipped cream. Yeah, they have a little dab of, of whipped cream on there. Or, or some type uh-huh. of cream. Maybe I believe the term is dollop, but okay. A dollop, yeah, that's true. A dollop. <laughs> uh, I, I, did not, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, there's a lot of Czech foods I miss. Um, what have, have you been enjoying, like any... Uh, any of the pickled cheese, which is really good, or any of that stuff? Or since you've been on lockdown, I guess you can't really, can you? Honestly, I, I mean, we cook a lot. I, I <laughs> cook a lot um, here on lockdown just because we don't have the opportunity to go to restaurants. But right. what I still enjoy when I can, and isn't uh, you know solely Czech food, is Zizek. Or schnitzel. Oh, schnitzel, yes. I, I have it all the time, oh. as much as I can. I Some good it. stuff. That's, That's a check what word I was going to say. That's forget. what I miss. Mm-hmm. I miss. I miss schnitzel. Yeah, you can't, you can't beat it. And then, you know, you try to get it, not that I've been to a restaurant anytime soon, but then, you, you know, you try to get it at a restaurant in the U.S. It's like, oh, they have schnitzel, and you eat it. It's like, why would I even do this to myself? Yep. I knew it wasn't going to be as good. Unless it's an authentic <laughs> German place or something, yeah, you're, it's, yeah. And even yeah. then, you're rolling the dice. Whereas, yeah, in the Czech yeah. Republic, I don't think I ever had a bad schnitzel. And I had yeah, they won't. Lots of schnitzels. Lots and lots and <laughs> lots of schnitzels. Uh, that is for sure. 
Uh, well, well, good. Uh, it seems like you've been doing well in Haradetz, uh, which definitely makes me happy. I was really hoping to come visit you this summer after my fellowship ended, but you know, who, who knows when yeah. and, and where and how. Um, but the beauty of today's world is we can have this nice little virtual reunion. So uh, yeah, I'm, so we th- I'm so glad we got to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really great catching up. Um, and can I ask you real quick? Absolutely. Um, if there was one thing for both of you, I guess, if mm-hmm. there's one thing that you you could have from the Czech Republic or just from Europe right now, mm-hmm. uh, what would it be? I mean, hmm. the schnitzel sounds pretty appealing. I'm not going to lie. Um, I still I think uh, a really good either Pilsner Orkfell or a Gambrinos. Uh, Gambrinos from Chekarna, my favorite old pub in Komutov. Would love to have one of those with a, a klobasa, the Czech sausage. Um, nice. One of my well, for th- speaking of Czech Republic specifically, one of my favorite places that we went to was probably Usudu. Oh yeah, that yep. place was in great. Uh huh. So uh, I definitely miss Usudu, and Europe in general. You know, I was actually supposed to be in Paris and Italy uh, like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of this month, actually, obviously, I didn't go. And I think I don't know. I miss walking around to the city that's what i mm-hmm. that's what I, I miss the most even more than the food i think i i really was bummed about the exploration part that's one of my favorite parts of going to a new city is just the maps off ex- mm-hmm. exploration mm-hmm. yeah there's lots to explore in the czech republic that's for sure um there's quite a few places i have on my list um in the czech republic that i didn't get to see um that you know hopefully if you're still there and i can come visit at some point uh, we'll have to check some of those out um, come on man you're, mm-hmm. Both of y'all are always welcome. We okay. we appreciate it. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, well, great. Well, best of luck with everything, David. We really appreciate you coming on today. It's been great catching up, and uh, uh, you know I hope your uh, students will continue to flourish. And uh, it's great you can't take any more on. That's a, a wonderful sign, and mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully things slowly get uh, better over there as well. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. So we really appreciate it. And uh, if we have any listeners in the Czech Republic uh, right now, let us know uh, how you've been doing at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can check out some beautiful pictures of the Czech Republic. I'm sure there's got to be a picture or two of David and I on our Instagram feed somewhere. Check it out, Untranslatable Podcast. If you want to slide into our DMs on Twitter uh, and uh, let Jared know some cool new untranslatables or uh, send us something uh, for an exciting new shout-out, let us know at Untranslatable1, the number one. And lastly, please, if you want to check out some awesome songs in a different language, check out our Song of the Pod playlist. Today uh, we featured Artyom Pivovarov, Pivovarov uh, with the song Dome. It's a great one. Check it out, uh, and we hope you like it. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dziękujemy, muchas gracias, shusha, and dosvidanya. Good. Try to make it sound a little mysterious and trippy, you know. Keep keep you wondering what's going to come out next here at the Untranslatable <laughs> Podcast. But yeah, no, so it's just been me bored at home. Avoided. It is. Oh, that's yeah. the vibe I was mm-hmm. trying to go with. Yeah. Yeah. Because the bass line really sounds simple. like the beginning of like a 13-minute song. <laughs> Maybe it will become one. Who knows, Jay? <laughs> 
Who knows? Um, but yeah. Well, nice. Do you do you still have my old guitar, by the way, David? I do. I got a stand for it. Norbert stand for Christmas. Oh, very nice. Have you been playing at all? Yes. I feel like I've, I'm after Christmas, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I was playing a whole lot more. 